Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Former President Donald Trump entered court. We can see and hear a small group of protesters. This is a sham. What's going on here? Donald Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 counts. Felony charges. In the first degree. But you don't go after a target like this. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. News and Views, Tom, Benny, Clark, and you. And, uh, boy, the uh, Republicans up in Raleigh can take a little victory lap today. What happened? Yeah. Made a big splash yesterday. Uh, we have uh, his mic on. Benny is back. Oh, there he is. All right. I'm back. <laughs> How about now? There you go. There okay. you go. Live radio. Uh, this is really interesting. Now, we're talking about the former Democrat state representative, Tricia Kotham. Uh, we're, we're pretty sure that's how she's going with it. I, that's how she pronounced it. So if she said it that way, I think that's what we'll go with. Um, this makes national news today. <laughs> yeah. It was I mean, it was all page, over national news. First page on CNN, Fox News, and yeah. a, couple, a couple sites I looked at. If you looked at any conservative sites well cnn's not conservative but any conservative sites had it as one of the lead stories which is really interesting and you know when you stop and pull back and you consider the news over the last 24 hours you had and we'll get to more details on this but you had a liberal woke supreme court justice in wisconsin won her uh, election yesterday you had in the chicago mayor's race someone who's probably going to be worse than Lori Lightfoot, if that's entirely possible, but it, it, it looks like it could be. Not, not that the other guy was <laughs> any great shakes, but this guy's terrible. Um, and then you had Donald Trump and uh, all that happening. And, and again, her leaving the party, she didn't cite any of that as the reason why she left. Uh, basically, it sounds like the reason why she left was she thought for herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently on the recent gun law that passed, she was one of the Democrats that voted with Republicans. And apparently she had just gotten slammed over the last uh, couple of weeks and, and intensely so. Uh, here's what she had to say. This is State Representative uh, Tricia Kotham from, as she serves East Mecklenburg County, which is just outside of uh, Charlotte, Here's what she, this is just a portion of what she said. She actually spoke for about 10 minutes. I had to edit it down, but you're going to get the uh, the feel of <laughs> that she is ticked at the Democrats. I am Trisha Cotham. I am a single mom of two amazing sons, a teacher, a small business owner, a woman with strong faith, a national championship basketball coach, and a public servant. Today, I add Republican to that list. As long as I have been a Democrat, the Democrats have tried to be a big tent. But this now where we are, modern day Democratic Party, has become unrecognizable to me and to so many others throughout this state and this country. The party wants to villainize anyone who has free thought, who wants to get to work to better our state, not just sit in a meeting and have a workshop after a workshop. 
if you don't do exactly what the Democrats want you to do, they will try to bully you. They will try to cast you aside. I saw that when I first filed for office and was told, why didn't you ask for our permission? It became very clear to me early on in January that you better vote in line with everything Governor Cooper tells you to do, from signing on to bills, to he wanted to pick your seat on the House floor, to your committee request, all of this sense of control. I will not be controlled by anyone. When did Democrats become so afraid of independent thought? Perhaps they don't like what they can't control. They have pushed me out. They have made it very clear from the day I filed back in March of last year that they did not want me and tried to do everything they could to defeat me. What's interesting mm -hmm. is if you think, well, you know, she was on the fence. She was probably mostly Republican. She was in the wrong party. She was very blue. She, she was at one point married to the <clears throat> chairman of the North Carolina Democratic Party. She's yeah. now, I, I assume she's divorced. She called herself a single mom in that clip. But uh, And her mom was a Democrat uh, county commissioner. And delegate to the DNC. <laughs> the, the Nationals. I mean, I mean this is Democrat yeah. Party legacy. Yeah. And, you know, three things she said is something we've been saying on this program for some time about the today's Democrat Party. Unrecognizable. Yep. Villainize free thought and afraid of independent thought. And we see this on a daily basis um, just – I mean, it's pushed down from the national level till you get to where the state level, they cannot do anything without what the national level tells them. And, and you know, both, both parties have historically, I mean, you, you have to admit, if you're going to be honest, both parties historically have had people extremists on, on either side. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but now it is, it completely rules the Dominates, Democrat party yeah. to where. Yeah. You used to have the fringe on, in both parties and, but you know, it, it, it's pretty much the same amount of fringe. Not anymore, and it's controlled nationally. I mean, uh -huh. the, these local party leaders—they, I mean, they just get their script basically from what the the DNC says. The North Carolina Democratic Party Chair Anderson Clayton denounces um, uh, tr um, Cotham's defection to the Republican Party. Now, the Democrats are all coming out, including the White House, and saying she needs to resign. You know, she's done something terrible to her constituents. By switching parties, uh, you know it, that's uh, <laughs> I, that's that's a stretch. And you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, uh, they'd be doing backflips if a Republican came over to their party, <laughs> and you know, it, it would it would be called you know thinking you know out of the box or whatever they want to call it. You know what's really interesting though? You hear all the time how the. Uh, uh, Democrats will mock Republicans because you'll have Republicans that don't follow in lockstep with the leadership necessarily. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, look, they can't corral. It's, it's, no, what they, the Republicans have the opportunity to think for themselves, and they're allowed to think for themselves. The Democrats, on the other hand, you get out of line, and we're going to come after you. In fact, I cut out several comments she made about how her family was personally attacked. Oh, yeah. 
So I mean, someone approached her in a store. I think she it was, was at a Target with her son, and somebody came up and just started cursing her out. But Ta- she's attacking her online. Yeah, um, and yeah. and all kinds of uh, Twitter stuff. But she said even in the House, in the North Carolina House, she would have other Democrat women come up and get in her face and just cursing her out. Yeah, I don't. That, that's that's wrong. I don't care what party does it. If Republicans do that, they're just as just as bad. But you know. You hear the you're hearing the same thing in Congress. The problem is, you know, in, in Washington, the problem is, uh, you know, they don't get to be heard hardly at all at at the congressional level. But you're hearing, starting to hear some same things out of Congress. You know, Joe, Joe Manchin is starting to speak up more and more. And of course, he's got some power. He's in the Senate, of course. He's about the only person that in elected office in the federal elected office is a Democrat that's really come out strongly. And I'm talking about elected officials. You've had, you know, Dursowich and others come out. But as far as being elected and really condemned what Bragg has done up in New York. Yeah, yeah it's uh, – I mean, the, the the rest of the elected Democrats, there, there might be some that have condemned it, but I haven't heard <laughs> I haven't heard what they've said, if that's the case. But, you know, it's really going to be interesting, and we're going to talk to Jim Perry after the break. It's going to be interesting how this affects what – and the strategy that Republicans – in the House and the Senate up in Raleigh, are they going to try to tackle some bigger things now that they have a, a veto-proof majority in both the House and the Senate, or the things that they would have, uh, things that they would not have done that they would try to do now? I know it's only one vote, but it's a veto-proof majority. Now that's not a guarantee that everybody will uh, vote in lockstep with Republicans. I just said they do mm-hmm. think for themselves. But, you know, the other interesting thing about this was uh, I'm trying to find out that there were there were people that uh, there were other Democrats in the um, North Carolina House that basically came to Cotham's defense and saying, well, the Democrats did it to themselves. Yeah. (laughs) And you wonder, are any of them going to come over along with Cotham and say, you know, I've had enough of being kicked around by these uh, these uh woke democrats here in raleigh well we'll let jim uh senator perry speak to it but uh as far as you know what may be on the table that can now be discussed and you know let's let's don't look at big issues i mean obviously abortion is an issue that uh democrats and republicans are, are pretty far apart obviously but you look at the last two years when when the republicans did not have veto proof majorities roy cooper didn't sign off on anything that you think that Democrats and Republicans could agree on. I mean, there weren't any really big nationwide hot book, uh, button issues, but he just, I, I think oh, he just, 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 to, just I, to tweak them, just I think to poke them in the eye. Yeah, I think, just think he chose not to govern is yeah. what he did. And, yeah. and it's in North Carolina, it's, it's hurt North Carolina. Hurt, hurt Eastern North Carolina for a long time uh, with, with, you know, with funds in Eastern North Carolina. Hey, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we'll be joined by uh, Senator Jim Perry. So stay with us. A lot more news and views for a... Today's Wednesday, right? Wednesday. (laughs) We'll continue right after this. Making the money. How about the 20 bucks you owe me? Oh, yeah. Well, I only got 10, so here's 10. I owe you 10. Thanks. While the banks play their games... Hey, Mo, you owe me 20. Well, here's 10, I'll owe you 10. You don't have to feel like a stooge. Uh-uh. You owe me 20. Here's 10, I owe you 10. Here's the 10, I owe you. Bank on us to keep you up to date. Here's the 10, I owe you. Here's the 10, I owe you. Good. Now we're all even. Because we like to keep you current. 
See? Now back to news and views with Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy. You know, that's probably how the uh, conversation goes in these Fed meetings. <laughs> or or the or Joe Biden cabinet. And I yeah. Chinese ice cream, chocolate yeah. chip. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Senator Jim Perry, good friend of the program. He has always made himself available to us, and we wanted to get him on to get his thoughts concerning um, this switch of State Representative Teresa uh, Cotham and uh, Jim Perry's on the line with us right now. Jim, welcome back, and thanks for joining us. And uh, obviously, it's a big day in Raleigh to now see that the not only does the Senate have a veto-proof majority, but now the House does. Uh, hey, Tom. Hey, Benny. Thanks for having me. Yeah, big, big day. Been busy up here uh, for, uh, I guess, uh, two or three days now. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of energy in the air, a lot of things going on, a lot of things being said and uh it is certainly seems to be leading to a, another meltdown of the uh, roy cooper administration it's uh unlike anything i've seen what's uh, we were talking before the break because uh, we that led with this story but is is this going to change any strategy of the leadership, you and Phil Berger and Tim Moore, I mean, obviously I know one's in the House and one's in the Senate, but obviously you get together sure. and talk strategy. Yeah. I mean, is there anything that you would attempt to do now that you have a veto-proof majority in both the House and the Senate that you wouldn't have tried previously? Well, I'd say that one thing that's hard for Republicans to remember, when we think about having a certain number of Republicans in any governing body, we tend to think about what we know, right? So we think about our districts and how they look. And you head down east, and we become uh, more and more conservative, you know, as you as you move away from Raleigh. Um, there is a big difference in a district that is what we would call an R-16, or uh, that's a district that a Republican went, would win by 16 points right. on a generic ballot, right? So just for the listeners, it doesn't matter who the candidate is, that district's just going to go Republican. And then when you get down in the R7s, you know, R7, R8, and below, you get to an R5, um, the the type of representation you have is different than an R16 because that, that person's going to have more uh, unaffiliated voters uh, making decisions. Uh, and, you know, to represent their views, you've got to go a little differently. So what I'll say is that Trisha Cotham and the, the Cotham family, I've, I've known Trisha for years, you know, and her mom's a longtime uh, Mecklenburg County Democrat, but they've always had an independent streak. And they will fight with anybody. Um, they are not afraid. They, they are, they are um, people who believe in uh, their thoughts and beliefs, and they, they have conviction around them. So Trisha said today that the Democrat Party wasn't going to bully her. Well, I'll say that the same is true for Republicans. Um, Trisha is more of an independent spirit. I, I think she will absolutely uh, vote with Republicans on many issues, but I, she's not going to just roll over and vote for everything just because a Republican wants to right. see it. Well, you know, I, 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 that's the difference between Republicans and Democrats, though. I mean, even even yeah. you would be in that category. You'd think for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and look, I think that's the way we're supposed to be. That our, our our country was founded on on raucous debate. You know, we're right. we're supposed to disagree and have our own thoughts and ideas. And if if all someone does is come up here and press a button because someone told them to, 
uh, I, I don't know how effective that person is. You know, if you give it some thought, think about your district, how it fits, and what your people want to see, you need to make decisions based upon that um, and try to try to balance it out. I, I respect Trisha. I, I do not agree with her on every topic, uh, but I respect her. The, the amount of hate that she's getting right now is unbelievable. And yeah. when she tells stories about her children being approached directly or someone sending her children uh, hateful messages saying, Things about her, her, her the, their mother, or, or you know, running her down and just spreading just vicious, vile rumors, or or saying um, you know she's whatever. Um, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm old fashioned, and I'm from Eastern North Carolina, and I think those people need just a good old fashioned butt whipping yep. the way we would get it in the East. Because that, I don't give, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you're gonna stoop to do something like that, I've got no use for you. I think it's wrong. And what she's going through, guys, it is horrific. Um, The the amount of of social media abuse she's taking, just people just making stuff up because it doesn't matter anymore. Approaching her in in Target, approaching her child, uh, Mm -hmm. approaching her mother. uh, I've got no use for anyone who does that. You know, it was interesting, though. Some Democrats sounded like, I think there were other Democrats in the House came out and said, well, the Democrat Party did it to themselves. And I, yeah. I, I, when I read that, I thought to myself, well, is she the only one that's going to come over? Because it sounded like there was some sympathy from some of the other yeah. Democrats uh, to the position she was in. Yeah, Cecil Brockman, I, I saw made right. a comment like that. Right. That they, you know, they, they've done it to themselves by treating them that way. They, uh, I, I will say this for Robert Reeves, um, the minority leader. I, I think Robert is a, a very decent human and a, a good guy. I did see some some statements that I, you know, raised my eyebrows a bit. And he started talking about primarying his own members, and I, I think he gets pressure to, to say that. But they they push people out for having different thought. Well, if if we as Republicans, as conservatives, if we don't believe in that sheep mentality, that means we must expect and we must embrace somebody with a differing thought than we have. I think it was Reagan that said something like, hey, if you if you agree with me on 80% of issues, you're not my 20% enemy. And we yeah. forget that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. If, and if we want to maintain supermajorities and be able to override Governor Cooper on a majority of issues, we've got to be okay having internal fights and differences and, and disagreements, different points of view. I mean, that's, that's, our, that's what we're founded upon. Yeah. Senator Perry, I did have one question from a listener who texted me and really was interested Will because I would think right now the governor's looking really lame duck. And yeah. will you begin to put more pressure on passing legislation that would limit his executive orders, especially the abuse of the emergency powers? Guys, uh, I hope that everyone who listens to your show, because I, I know they, they keep their ear to the ground on politics, I hope they realize that the, the moment um, legislation was passed having anything to do with, with Medicaid, it meant that the governor was going to eat a lot of broccoli in that budget because right. they can't vote against it. We're absolutely going to take another bite at that, get it the way we want it. Uh, we are going to load up policy issues uh, I, I doubt we'll run a lot of really strong standalone bills. Um, we don't want to uh, – we just want to be smart about the way we approach stuff. If you look at the bills we passed, 
they were not accidental when we passed um, gun bills, riot bills, the hotel bill. I mean, that, those were all planned out to get de- give Democrats the opportunity to realize that they're not going to blow up if they override him. Um, you know, that it, once you get that first one, it gets easier to do the next ones. Uh, now, this stuff with Trisha Cotham has, has changed a lot of things, but it doesn't mean we get every bill we want as a freestanding bill. You right. put those, you put some items in the budget and you dare them to make a decision against it. Well, speaking of the budget, you know, when I first started hearing about how we were going to, the Republicans were embracing uh, Medicaid expansion, and then I began to hear more and read more. And uh, I, I began to wonder to myself, are they really embracing it or it, are they playing chicken with the governor saying, hey, you know what? If you want this, you better, we'll give it to you, but you got to pass, we'll, we'll give you Medicaid expansion, but you're going to have to pass our budget. And if you don't, you don't get it. Um, am I on the right track? Was it a game of chicken? Yeah, you're on the right track. I, and I, I, I do believe for our rural areas, um, you know, not notwithstanding federal budget issues, because we don't control those. But if we just think about it at the state level, um, you know, the, we can, I can make some financial arguments with, with anyone who's got a financial brain. And, and Benny will tell you because we, we've had these arguments. Uh, but we, uh, I know he understands finance and accounting and, and, you know, we've, we've gone down that rabbit trail, but yeah. And, and that's why that's passed early to take that off the table as a budgeting chip, uh, for the governor. But, you know, we know going into the, the end of session that there's a lot of things we can put in that budget. We can't have everything we want because at some point, you know, you do reach the point of no return right. where someone says, okay, now you've just gone too far. Right. But I promise you, we're going to try to find that line get right up to it. Uh, Senator Perry, uh, you know, today uh, Representative Cotham made a statement that we've almost exactly what we've been saying on the program for years, that, you know, today's Democrat Party is unrecognizable. And, you know, given that, um, and not to, you know, tip your legislative hand or anything, I mean, there's got to be some reasonable Democrats out there. What's some common ground issues that that both Democrats and Republicans can work on that's, that's good for North Carolina? Well, so I, I think over time they've tried to primary every common sense Democrat you got. Uh, I, I'll say that you, you had more African American Democrats in the General Assembly uh, after Republicans took control than you, you had in the past. But especially our, our uh, African American Democrats from the rural areas who are, you know, we've talked about this before. Guys, if you were raised east of 95, I don't care how you registered, you're probably pretty conservative yep. as compared to other parts of the state. And, and we've just had more conservative Democrats. Um, they try to run them out. They, they primary them. They, they push them out. But when you, when you get, especially in the rural areas, you start talking about things like school choice or holding folks accountable in the public education system, or you talk about uh, waste in government. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that we all just believe. For, forget a party label of any kind. Just we, we still operate on some common sense ideals and, and principles we agree on a lot of things but now you, you've seen with uh senator kurt devier being being drummed out of the senate with uh, the way they treated representative cotham uh representative michael ray at the northeast corner uh if you if you share any of the same faults and values they try to run you out i mean it, it is it is ruled with an iron hand and i'm gonna tell you this is north carolina 
And the day that we wake up and we can't disagree and say what we believe because somebody in a political party is going to drum us out, we now live in China. And I have no interest in that, and I think that we owe it to ourselves to disagree and disagree loudly and talk about why we disagree. I mean, we, we've got to embrace that. And I'm you know, glad that she has the moxie to take the arrows that she's taking, and she is going to be an asset for us. Isn't this a reflection of what's going on nationally? I mean, right now you've got, and again, I'm not, I don't know where you stand on the Republican presidential candidates, but I think we all agree that what they're doing to Donald Trump with these drummed up uh, accusations is we're not, we're not, not going to tolerate you. We're not even going to let you debate. We're going to eliminate you. I mean, what you see on the state level with, uh, this representative from Mecklenburg County and what you see to Donald doing to Donald Trump is out of the same playbook. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's absurd. It's a slippery slope and a dangerous path. Um, the lack of honor in doing these things, They, they forget once you create a weapon, you have to assume it's going to end up in someone else's hands. And, you know, I, I know there's some folks that aren't Mitch McConnell's fans, but he told the Democrats when they wanted to end cloture, yeah. they were talking about ending ending cloture, and, and he called it the nuclear option. Yep. He told them they would regret it sooner yep. rather than later, and yep. then Trump got all those appointees on the Supreme Court. Yep. And I, I think this is the same kind of, kind of issue. You know, if, if you had told me 15, 20 years ago that we'd see things in our country that we see today, or we'd see things from the far left that we see, and they're trying to espouse them as normal and reasonable and good— I would have thought you were crazy and needed to yep. be committed. I mean, I just don't recognize this this country we're living in today. Some of these decisions. Yeah, yeah, Senator. Ten or fifteen years ago, that that was not something that just Republicans. Uh, you, you know, you say you, you wouldn't thought you saw, but Democrats ten or fifteen years ago would not be where they are now. And now that's that's yeah. rules their party. I, it's just amazing to me that what's become normal. Yeah was just 10 years ago, both parties could agree this is not normal. Right. Well, you go back to um, Tip O'Neill and, and uh, Ronald Reagan. I mean, you know, it was a whole right. different um, genre back then. Put on your, you put on your political uh, cap, and uh, do you think the Democrats, and, and don't, don't answer this because we're Republicans and we're all, you know, cheering for the same side, but just realistically, do you think the Democrats have gone too far? Uh, I mean, up in Wisconsin, they just reelected a uh, or elected a liberal Supreme Court justice. Yeah, flipped it, flipped it from four yeah. three Republican yeah. four three and, Democrat. And you've got the, the Chicago uh, mayor's race. They they put in someone who's clearly probably, if it's possible, worse than Lori Lightfoot, if that's possible. Yeah. Have the Democrats gone too far? And, and yet, at the same time, you see these elections, and they're getting their people in there. Yeah, I, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think there's any question that they've they've gone too far. And I, I think the alienation and attacking of people and that cancel culture is just not something that is going to be embraced by people. You know, th- this is another example of their. Uh, extreme views, just pushing people out, reasonable people. Uh, guys, there's a reason that the unaffiliated category is growing uh, like yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, never have we seen it in history. And it, I'm not telling you those are all the, quote, reasonable people. because.
because we can disagree over things. We can disagree vehemently and still walk out and say, you know, oh, well, I hope your kids do well, you know, have a good night or let's go have dinner. Um, I, I think that's a, a very reasonable thing, but they, they push people away. It's like they don't understand math. So they cater to the half a percent of the country. And the last time I checked, elections uh, are just about math. And you have to have the majority of the votes, and you've got to appeal to the majority of the mindsets out there. And you just don't do it with extreme views. That's why they continue to lose uh, registrations at record levels. Yeah. Do you think that more of the unaffiliated are coming from the Democrat Party? Uh, well, I think mathematically that's that's what we see. It's what we see here in North Carolina. That they're, they're coming from the, the Democrat Party. The Republicans will gain a little and hold a little but you know those those just crazy views i mean if you had talked to me about you know five to five years ago even about uh, someone thinking that a child at four years old should be taking puberty blockers or they should be oh, allowed yeah. to um you know have uh, some type of, of gender changing surgery as a child you know, I, I remember we wouldn't let kids run with scissors and play with matches. Yeah, yeah. And now we, we want to let them make decisions. Yeah. Like they can't get tattoos, but they can do that. Yeah, they can cut I off mean, their that, genitals. This is, just, this is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And 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 for that very reason, five years ago, if you said, "Well, you know what, Virginia's going to have a Republican governor," <laughs> you'd have laughed it yeah. off because Virginia was pretty much blue. But these kind of issues here, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a case in point right there. I think reasonable people are saying, "No, nah, maybe I'm not a Democrat." Well, you know, it is interesting how things have changed. I mean, 15 years ago, you would never imagine we'd have a guy, uh, a lieutenant governor, who is African-American, who is very outspoken and very conservative. And yet Mark Robinson— Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about outspoken like that? I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, how, do you, I'm not going to ask you to endorse anybody, but do you think the governor's race on the Republican side is going to be a primary of— you know, four or five, six uh, individuals? I don't think we'll have that many. I think we'll probably have, you know, maybe maybe one or two more. Uh, Mark called me yesterday to talk about a few things, um, and I know he, he's working hard on it. I, I know that uh, Treasurer Falwell is, is out, you know, working hard. I don't think we've had a, a better treasurer than he is. Um, you know, I'm pretty close to Mark. And uh, I just think we'll see some other folks get in the race. And the math is what the math is. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, two, two fine men, uh, the, the two yeah. you mentioned by name, uh, they sure. uh, smart, uh, smart and conservative. So love them both. Senator Perry, thanks about. thanks for your insights. I do appreciate it. And congratulations again on uh, now not only – putting together a, a veto-proof Senate, but uh, over on the other side in the House, you're now veto-proof. So uh, go, go celebrate. Thank There's you. not a whole lot. Uh, I mean, I know you're working hard, but go have a glass of champagne or something tonight. Yeah, and maybe. Well, the, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say, I just want to say this. The, the vitriol that I've seen directed at Trisha Cotham, the left deserves everything that she will do to them in the upcoming weeks after the way they've treated her the the lies, the slander, the attacks, messing with her family. They have made their bed, and we will let them lie in it. Yeah, bingo. Bingo. Thank you, Senator. 
Thanks, Senator. Stay Thank with you. us. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. Take care. Benny and I will be right back. with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Our thanks to Senator Jim Perry for sharing some time with us this afternoon. Your weather forecast tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 66. Tomorrow, cloudy skies early, partly, then it'll clear up a little bit, high of 85. Tomorrow night, cloudy skies, a low of 59. Then, sorry to say this, but the rain comes in on Friday and will stick with us on and off through Monday. Come on. Come on, man. I know. <laughs> That's the trend. Nice during the week and start rain for the weekend. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll probably see rain showers and the sun will pop in and out, but it's also going to cool down way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, high of uh, 60 on Friday. High Saturday is supposed to be 57. Ooh. Not ideal Easter weather. It's not what you think of when you think of Easter. Uh, by the way, with the inclement weather, WNCT is reporting that uh, because of this, all the festivities for the great pirate purple gold pigskin pig out party. That's a lot of peas have been postponed. The uh, ECU purple gold spring football game will s- still be played at Dowdy Fickling Stadium uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. Everybody's invited to come. There's no admission charge. But uh, everything else related to that will be moved to April 28th, April 29th, including the Pirate Club golf classic which will be held on friday the 28th uh 8 30 a.m shotgun start at brook valley uh that's sold out but uh so will they have the uh all the pig cooking all the pig cooking oh, would yeah. be on the the weekend of the 28th oh, okay so if you're ready for some uh, good barbecue put that on your calendar so this is really interesting the aftermath of what Alvin Bragg tried to pull off. And boy, there are, believe it or not, there's bipartisan agreement from a lot of uh, talking heads and pundits, uh, even in MSNBC, believe it or not. I mean, they're giddy that, uh, you know, they have a picture of Donald Trump at the defendant's table, which, you know, why in the world all of a sudden, when it never happens at any other case, the judge (laughs) allows a photographer in to take his picture. Unbelievable. But this is huge uh, kickback against the Democrats. I mean, I think they're in trouble. And, uh, you know, there was a story out today that uh, Haley, uh, Nikki Haley has raised uh, like $10 million, $11 million in six weeks. Uh, Trump has raised that in the last four or five days. Mm. Um, there has been a, uh, well, Washington Examiner's got a new poll out today. Uh, Trump has now moved ahead of Biden uh, 47% to 40%, according to Rasmussen. I mean, that's the biggest lead yet. I've got to say, did you see uh, Trump last night, his speech that he gave in Mar-a-Lago? I, I went back and listened to highlights of it. I did, yeah. Heard some of it live. It, surprisingly, it wasn't a typical 90-minute campaign speech. It only lasted about 25 minutes, which was sort They'd of been a, up like since 5 a.m. or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably dragging. But it was a, a, a typical Trump speech. But you know what's interesting about this is 
it has really put him in a position where I think people will begin to say, well, it's no wonder he is so, he plays hardball and, mm-hmm. and he is so direct. And some people would say he's caustic. But look what they've done to the guy. It's almost, yeah. it's almost I'm, I'm not saying it is, but one could look at it and say, okay, I can see he's justified in being as obnoxious as he is. Yeah, I, you know, I, I still don't think he can win, but um, I, I think he's making a mistake if he he needs to just forget about 2020 and quit talking about yeah. the, that election. Because if you have a if you're an American now and you see what's been going on the last two years, if you have a brain, you understand that we can do better. We can do a hell of a lot better. And if he fo- if he will just focus on what he accomplished what he can do about current things and focus on how you know how this is a witch hunt forget about the stolen election quit saying all that right. stuff right. but just just stay on point because I, the the and listen I, I agree that it's a stolen election but you're not going to gain any votes by saying no nah, no nah, i don't i don't think so either you know I, I heard alan dershowitz today talk and and i gotta believe he's got more at least at least a lot more knowledge than I do. Plus, he's from New York, lived in New York, and, and he's a liberal Democrat. And he's a liberal Democrat. But but he says he says that you know if this judge doesn't recuse himself, he thinks Donald Trump will be found guilty because, and and to his point, and not not on the merits of of the case, not at all. I mean, he said it's a complete embarrassment to the legal profession. But to his point, he said you know a grand jury, <laughs> a grand jury said it was okay. So, you know, so number one, they're not getting all the facts. Right. A judge let, letting this thing move on that should recuse himself because this is a guy that's been donating to Democrat calls yeah. yeah. all yeah. the time. Um, and, 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 you know, if it's not a change in venue, <laughs> there's people in there that is about as anti-Trump as you can get in oh, America. Yeah. Yeah. So if this judge doesn't recuse himself and it goes on and on and on, I don't think the facts matter at all. Well, here's – I shared this yesterday. I, I think one of the things that they're maybe hoping for – Of course, it takes one reasonable person on a jury, just one. Yeah. So, I think they actually want to see this thing get off on a technicality. I don't think they wanted to see it go to trial because I think it, you know, you'll have so much outs from both sides of the aisle, so many people saying there's nothing there, you can't go with this. And again, I don't know if you read it. I, I, I printed it off yesterday and read it. It's basically one felony charge that they've copied and pasted yeah. 34 times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, 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 I wonder whether or not they're just hoping that they're going to say, look, statute of limitations, oh, he got off on a technicality. Yeah. We know he's guilty and just use that against him in the campaign. I think that's what they're after. And plus, I've said before, I think, I think they want him to be the candidate because they think they can beat him. Yeah. But it's also, you know, by delaying this, what they've talked about, a trial date of January of next yeah, year, right 2024, in the middle of the campaign, right when the hour primary starts. Yeah. So maybe they should say this is just a drip, drip, drip effect for, for the next year, nine months. And then uh, just the fact that that will just dominate the news. But you know what's really interesting? And, and again, I'm, I'm relying on polling. I have no special insights. And we got to take a break after I make this comment. Clark, get ready. But the numbers are going up for Donald Trump yeah. in the category of suburban women. That's amazing. It really <laughs> is. And that could, be, that could be just ongoing safety concerns. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I, I don't know. But it could, you know, could be this issue, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. You know, with all of the uh, brouhaha over Donald Trump and the excitement that they've that he his campaign has generated, I mean, whether you like Donald Trump or not, obviously there's a lot of people and the numbers are looking very good for him and there's a lot of sympathy vote at this point for him. And a lot of people are just irritated at what they see happening to our country. I, I have a little prediction. I, I think, and I'm always wrong on these, so don't take it to the bank. I think DeSantis is going to sit back and wait. Yeah, uh, I do too. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying he won't run, but I think he's going to uh, hold his cards close to his vest right now and see what happens. I, I think he will. Will if he declares, it will be as late as he thinks he possibly right. can. But you know, uh, it's hard to argue with. Uh, you know, you got to strike when iron's hot, and <laughs> winning. You know, Florida by almost 20 points. You know, being proven right that your COVID policy was right. correct, everyone else's was wrong, including the people that Donald Trump was listening to. Um, you know, it's, if, you know, four years from now is a long time, or well, actually it'd be six years, years from yeah. now. Well, if oh, he didn't oh, for run, him to run again, yes. Yeah, if yes, he waited yes. six years, yeah. I mean, we might forget who De- Ron DeSantis is. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I just think that uh, right now uh, he he is looking at the because it's an emotional buy. I mean, when when you look at what Ron DeSantis has done, yes, he's hit it out of the park. But right now, there's an emotional fervor where people are just totally irritated. Now, uh, they're irritated at at what they see happening in New York. They're irritated at Biden. And right now, Trump is getting the the emotional buy for himself. The question is, will it still be there in two months? Well, that's the thing. And if if, Trump, he's got his 30 or 35 percent. But if he stays on message, he might pick up another two, three, four percent if he just stays on what's. What's, well, what's ahead of him right now? And and he needs to quit going after DeSantis. He needs yeah, to yeah. he needs to have a pro America cast that vision. And uh, hey, listen, our thanks to Senator Jim Perry for being with us. Thank you for listening in, and we'll do it tomorrow. See you then. Bye bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.